actually um, in high school did a science fair project with all that sort of stuff um, and then I came up to college in Fort Collins and kind of kept doing having some small systems in my dorm room and my apartments and stuff like that uh, and then I got in contact with Nate Story um, about three years ago and uh, <clears throat> kind of kept in contact with him and did some small uh, or sorry hobby systems with the zip grow towers and uh, then kind of went from there and got into the commercial side of things. So. And what, I mean, what's going on? Are you still going to school? Um, are you farming full time? What, you know, what does your everyday schedule look like? Uh, I actually just graduated from CSU in uh, May. So I just, uh, just finished up about six months out right now. So. And um, what made you want to start, you know, selling commercial, make that big jump from uh you know, just having a few towers in in your in your apartment or your door room to uh, what do you have? You have 250 towers in your farm now. Yeah, about 200 to 250, depending on what's being grown in there. But yeah, basically, I've been doing it obviously, you know, since high school, and it's always something I'd kind of dreamed about maybe doing as a commercial venture. Um, but then when I was up talking to Nate here this past uh, December, he kind of liked what I did with the hobby stuff and kind of informally offered me the lead with Whole Foods because they had been kind of in conversation and he told me they needed someone down in this area, a farmer, to take over the production. Uh, so that's kind of how I got into it. But I kind of had expected to get out of school and work for a while and maybe save up some money to start my own business. But I figured I had to take the opportunity. So that's kind of how I got going commercial. And then I, during the last six months of school, I basically started building a business. And then that way, when I graduated, I was all ready to go. Right, right. So, so what were you doing to start start building your business? And you know, I'll ask because you know we're in the process right now of um, of talking to different vendors who might be interested in doing the the live food sales. And you know, I I, I always think you know it's it's smarter to actually have someone that's ready to buy your stuff before you actually make it than it is to make it and then hope someone buys it. You know. Exactly, so what what yeah. were you doing in that what were you doing in that six months to kind of get ready for for what you're gonna do? Well, the first six months was kind of during, well, during school was kind of the, uh, just really getting a start on it. You know, I did a business plan with school, took, took advantage of all the 
professors and that sort of thing and tracked down a commercial greenhouse, started, uh, you know, finding some funds to build things, started getting materials. I, in April, about a month and a half before I graduated, you know, I got the, the greenhouse set up and I got a crop going. So by the end of May, I had a crop going because I had to have all that going before we met with Whole Foods in the end of May so we could demonstrate to them and show them what we had. Um, and then once we, I kind of built the business up physically, you know, then I had to start in the process with Whole Foods in May. Yeah, so that's, that's what I wanted, you know, that was another question is, you know, how did you go about getting your, you know, your produce in the Whole Foods? Did you, you already had a doorway in or did you just contact them? You know, how did, how did you go about taking those steps to be able to, uh, to talk with them? Yeah, so Nate basically had made the initial contact at some point. And then when he'd already been talking to them last December when he talked to me about it. And then we, from there, he kind of included me with the emails as he kept talking to them until May. And so that's kind of how I got in the door with them was through Nate. Um, and, you know, he had approached them with his towers and all the produce and that sort of stuff. And then right, right after we met, then I kind of uh, took the lead on it and started doing all the paperwork since it would be my business presenting. And, and Nate offered me, you know, in December a small business partnership so that we could kind of go at it together um, towards Whole Foods and get the production going for them. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I did the same. Uh, well, I mean, basically what I did is um, I was in Whole Foods here in here in, um, here in in Hawaii, and uh, I was in the produce section, and some guy was sitting there, um, you know, putting the, putting the lettuce or whatever up, you know, and I said uh, – I said, hey, well, you know what? What sell? What's the most expensive produce item that you guys sell? And then I started asking him questions like, you guys run out of something, you know that, you know, you know, trying just to get some, you know, some insight in what would be a good thing to grow that would sell for a, a decent amount of money that would make it worth it. And yeah. he told, he just said, he said, you know, if you want to really, oh, I started telling him about the, the live displays that you do with the Zipcro towers, and he says, you know, the guy you got to talk to, and he gave me the guy's name, that is over the produce of, you know, for all of, all of our island, all of Hawaii for Whole Foods. And so then I just called the store where that guy was. They gave me his email and I emailed him and just sent the article about the, uh, you know, about you guys getting into the Whole Foods there in, in Colorado. And he said, Hey, I'd love to meet with you and see what you guys are doing, you know? So yeah, that's basically yeah. what I did. I just, I just went there and just started a conversation with the guy who's putting the lettuce on the shelf. And then he just gave me the, the name of the guy to uh to call and talk to about it but so once once you guys kind of got the door in you know how long was it the process to actually go you know to to get your stuff into the store um because when i was talking to him i said you know you got to be usda cert organic certified and you know blah 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 you know so what, what was the process you guys had to go through after that yeah so that's kind of the ended up is the bigger step um is the paperwork and I'm not, we're not actually uh, certified organic, um, so it probably depends, I guess, on your store, but, or the outlet, I guess. Um, but there's a lot of paperwork, and to, if you want to get really in-depth into it, I would look up good agricultural practices uh, mm. from the USDA. That is basically the guideline that basically all grocery stores are starting to follow. It's a lot of food safety, uh, environmental concerns, stuff like that. You know, so you have to be certified with and inspected with that you got to have all the stuff that a normal business would have you have to have uh employee training manuals for instance or you got to have uh recall programs for if you're if you have a tainted 
you know, produce go through the store or something. You got to have all that stuff ready to go. And basically, just a lot of paperwork like that. You got to have all your price points and all your all that sort of stuff to Whole Foods so that they can get it into their system so they can order. Uh, basically, just a lot of the logistics uh, that you have to figure out to go through with them uh, that most businesses have in place for that sort of thing. Yeah, how how are you guys doing um, your price structure? You know, um, that was a big question that the produce guy had down here is, uh, you know, because you can't just sell like a a thing of lettuce for, um, you know, for, uh, you know, for, for what, for like, uh, you know, five bucks or whatever, because if they're doing live clippings, are you doing it by ounce or how are you doing it that way? So basically, yeah, in the, in the past is how it's been done for myself and Nate and um, is it's more on a confinement where we take them a tower of, say, basil when say, and then they'll sell, you know, maybe 40 ounces off of it. They'll pay us the wholesale cut off of it, which is usually 50% of the retail, and then they'll take their cut. Um, but however, Whole Foods didn't think that would work out for their system. So what we're doing is we're giving them, at the start, we're giving them an estimate. We say there's going to be two pounds or three pounds of basil or kale or whatever, you know, the given crop is, and they pay us their wholesale price on that, and then they take it and then either absorb the loss or the gain on it. Right. So overall, right. it kind of works out, but they'll pay us a set price for a tower, and then they'll say it, sell it by the pound or the ounce in the store, just like regular produce. Right, right. That makes sense. That makes sense. And um, and I mean, how's it been going? I know you. I know you. You told me that you know you were in there for basically like a day, and now you're just kind of working out some of the some of the kinks, but. You know how's it going, and and are you doing live sales in other places, and and how how how's that kind of thing going? Yeah, so I don't know a whole lot um, about the Whole Foods just yet, but it, I imagine it's going to be, from what I know so far, very similar to the general reaction you get. Because I've also done some other smaller grocery stores, uh, and I did a farmers market all summer, that sort of thing, and it's really similar in that people it really gets people's attention, and everyone wants to come in and look at it regardless right. of whether they came to the market that day to buy basil or lettuce. And then a lot of times what people end up doing because it looks so good and so fresh is they'll impulse buy. So right. they'll just go ahead and buy an ounce of basil because they want to try it, um, which works out really well for us. And then they've tried it and they really like it, so they come back for it. Um, and then some of the challenges with it are that a lot of times people, because it is so you know pretty looking and fresh looking, people are worried about tearing it up. So they right. don't want to... Yeah. They won't want to pick off of it because they're afraid they're going to break the plant. So they either want you to do it or they'll just say, well, I'll just go grab my normal uh, bag of lettuce. So that's kind of a challenge we have to overcome when we got to do education on it and have signs there and stuff like that and make people feel comfortable uh, picking it because it's just really different. You've never been able to walk into the grocery store and pick your produce. Yeah. Um, But overall, we get a really great response in that people are really excited about it and they really recognize that how – fresh it is compared to something that was picked and shipped halfway across the country or, you know, in your case, quite a shipped a long way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know, cause that's exactly what I was thinking, you know, like I think if I walked up to a uh, store and I just saw a tower of just fresh, whatever herbs and lettuce and things, I would be curious and definitely be like, Oh yeah, I'd like to try a little bit of that just to see how different it is. And, um, you know, just from growing in our own towers, the, the lettuce and the different herbs like basil and whatnot, it, t- it tastes so much different coming off of the, off of a tower than it does coming from the store, you know? And so, you know, I, I, I was thinking, you know, there would be a, there would be that, that 
factor of, you know, curious, that curious factor, but it's something different as well, you know. So I was really interested, you know, how, how did, also, how did it go in the, in the, in the farmer's markets? Did they like it? And, you know, how did you pro, uh, price your produce for in the farmer's market? Yeah. So, yeah, and people really like it. Um, there again, the one problem with standing there is they'll generally want you to cut it because they're afraid to hurt it. Um, yeah. It works pretty well. But, yeah, we priced everything similar to what retail prices are. We did a little bit better just because some of the farmer's markets on the produce, you get a little bit better deal. Um, right, right. But it was and, generally... Um, sorry, go ahead. Like, and, and you're doing it by the ounce or by the pound, or how how are you doing it like that? Are you doing it like a head of lettuce? Do you guys do lettuce, or do you guys mainly do, like, herbs like basil and things like that? Yeah, I do a little bit of lettuce in the winter, um, kind of split between the herbs and greens. But, yeah, the... Greens generally are sold by the pound or the half pound, and the ounces are almost always sold, or ounces. Herbs are almost always sold by the ounce. Right. Um, just because that's generally what you'll find it in the store. I have sold some of the stuff like basil by in half pound bags for larger people that want to do larger amounts or sauce makers, that sort of thing. But usually herbs, ounces, and the greens are in pounds. Right, right. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, and, um, you know what? What does your kind of like uh, daily routine look like? You know, working on the farm. Are you are you there all day, or is it like a an hour in the morning, hour at night, or you know, what does your day look like? Like, how much work are you putting in to uh, into the farm? Yeah. So with my two hundred uh, two hundred fifty tower operation, depends on the time of year what I'm doing. But since I have everything mostly built now, it's mostly maintenance and planting that sort of thing. I have it where I think I do about twenty five to thirty hours a week in the greenhouse and then of course there's some office work but generally almost every every day I go out and spend an hour to a half an hour just checking everything checking PHEC checking for plug drippers uh, and then once in a while you know fertilizing when I need to add an acid that sort of thing I do that every single day uh, with the cold weather coming in now I'll be going out there every night to start a fire since we're using a wood stove uh, if it's cold enough of course uh, yeah, and then in addition to that, I'll spend a couple days a week, either half days or full days, doing planting and transplanting and cleaning towers, uh, moving stuff around, that sort of thing. But it's really not very labor intensive. Mostly, it's just checking on things every day, making sure nothing's plugged up, so nothing's dying. Um, the trans, the plant, seed planting, transplanting, and the cleaning of towers; those three things are basically most of the labor. And on a right, right. tower greenhouse you know it doesn't amount to a whole lot you get it done in a hard day if you work at it so yeah 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 i love the towers man i i uh i'm slowly moving everything that i'm doing over to the towers and and we totally plan on when when we move to doing commercial we're just going to do a uh a, a tower farm as well just because uh it makes so much more sense to me it's easier you know, and I, I think it is different when you go to sell it, when you're able to sell it from the tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it's uh, definitely a lot more labor efficient. And you, in the meantime, you, in addition to reducing your labor and increasing your production, you get an increased marketability by having that premium fresh produce. So it really kind of hits everything on the head. Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, man, anything else you want to add? Um, if there, If people wanted to get in contact with you or go to your website, what's your website, that kind of thing. Yeah, so if they wanted to check out some more information, uh, they could go to bayberryfresh.com. 
Um, we have some, it's mostly an informational website. They can see some pictures of the greenhouse. Um, all my contact information is on there for people that have questions. They can email me. And, uh, yeah. Well, awesome, man. Hey, I, I really appreciate you taking the time and, and, uh, look forward to the updates and, you know, to hear and see what's going, what's going on up there. Yeah. Yeah. It should be, uh, have some exciting stuff going on in the next six months to a year. Hopefully you will be too. Oh, yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Aiden, well, you have a great day, and um, and uh, look forward to hear what's going on in the future. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review or go to www.aquaponicsforeveryone.com or like us at facebook.com slash aquaponicsforeveryone.